Hello, everybody. My name is Eric. My name's Nick. And today we're going to be talking about Cincinnati Reds. Oh, fuck. I got to screw that up. <laughs> I, I messed that up. I need to, I need to do the Don't red cut that season. Out. Don't cut that out. Don't cut it Don't out. Cut just it. keep going. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Fuck it. All right. Uh, today we're going to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals win last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nick, what was your knee-jerk reaction to last week's game? Uh, I thought it was a surprising win. It was a yeah. good win, though. Yeah, you thought they were going to lose? I mean, we going into the year, we thought we were going to lose this one, but they won it. Uh, so I'm, I'm very happy with the result. Yeah, how, how can you not be? It's a win. Yeah. It's a win. It was a good win, too. It felt like an old-fashioned home win, the ones that they'd have like back in the playoff years where offense was rolling, defense played well, and uh, we'll get into that, though. Yeah, it was a good it was a good, good win. Let's talk about the offense, and I want to ask you a question uh, to kind of circle back on some stuff we talked about earlier in the year. Previously, you had said – I had said that I thought that Joe Mixon needs more touches, and you had disagreed with me. In this game, he had – 25 rushing attempts on top of that he also had uh, a couple received six receptions and a receiving touchdown nick do you believe that uh this game was a product of number of reps received or is this a product of playing poor defense uh this is definitely poor defense uh the jags have probably the worst defensive line in the league right now yeah i didn't see any any names i recognized and I don't think I disagreed with you that Mixon needed less uh, or that Mixon needed more touches. I think um, I just I just didn't think our line was capable of doing anything with our mm. run. So you, you thought it was more of like a uh, there wasn't anything they could do with more touches. Yeah. And I, I would like to us to use some of our other running backs, um, not just Mixon. Yeah, I agree. Because this is what a lot of teams have done. They they take their star running back and they run them down and Talk they're done after like yeah. four years. Which I think we haven't really done with Mixon. Most of his like he's only had a couple games where he's rushed for more than twenty five attempts. Um, uh, he had a couple times where he got out of bounds, so he's not taking an extra hit. But yeah, I don't think. I mean, I think that like they should get him more touches. But I don't think that they should wear him down. And I do agree 100% that other people need to touch the ball uh, in the run game. And we saw that today because Gio Bernard had a couple rushes. And then they had three different reverses, to one to Higgins, one to Erickson, and one to Tyler Boyd. Yep. Uh, that was pretty surprising. Yeah. I'm going to say I really like the play call for the most part. And uh, I thought the first series was really dumb starting out five wide. But other than that, I thought the play calling was really good. Probably the best we've seen in the um, since Zach Taylor took over. Yeah, it it really opens your playbook when you can run more, um, especially with the the scheme that Zach Taylor runs. Uh, it really requires the run to be successful for you for him to move the ball. Yeah, but that, and that's even an age old, age old adage too, like running the ball uh, shows success. There was a I liked some of the play design that they had where. They had the line was all pushing left, uh, and then even the wide receiver was coming in, and then the running back cut out. And Gio Bernard had a nice run uh, doing that, and then obviously the mix and touchdown, the 34-yarder, uh, was the same exact same play design that worked great. Yeah, I, I think the only problem we have is is our our deep threat is still not there. Yeah. Um, we had one, I think, it was a 30-yard 
catch to to Higgins, but um, we're we're still really missing that part of our game. I have a rant. So I have a rant to go. Oh, through. you have a rant. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just gonna say they they move the ball uh, decently down the field, but we've yet to see like the long bomb. You know, the long streak. They've tried it a couple times. But they haven't really connected on uh, the deep throws. Yeah. So my rant about this is I think. Okay. Bring it on. Um, bring on this rant. AJ Green being out last season, not having a preseason, um, not being able to practice. So him and Burrow are not in, in sync, you know, and I think AJ Green right now is our only deep threat um, besides Ross. Pretty much every time they try to go deep with AJ, Burrow's overthrown him. Um, I think it happened yeah. twice in the Chargers game and happened mm-hmm. once in the Cleveland game. And I, I think a lot of people are saying that AJ's washed up and all this and that, but um, his game is really that deep ball. That's always been his game. Um, mm-hmm. And he just hasn't been able to run that this year. Burrow's, him and Burrow just aren't in sync. And I, I think once they get, you know, more in line, then we're going to see more of the typical AJ that we've seen. Yeah, but I, I just don't think he's been horrible like people have been saying. Like, no. He was really good in the Chargers game. and Well, he only got, he only got a handful of targets in this game. Yeah, uh, targeted – five times one catch for three yards and you mentioned the overthrow um yeah no i agree he needs he definitely looks rusty he definitely doesn't look like somebody who uh you know recently played a full 16 games obviously sitting out last year and missing some time in 2018 no camp uh no training uh no preseason being injured himself he definitely definitely looks rusty i feel like he may have lost a step but he's still he's still a threat out there and you we talked about this during the game about him being like the best one-on-one and man coverage player we have. I I don't think he's lost a step yet from the tape I've seen. He's been still been getting open. Um, He's just been missed a lot by Burrow, I think. Yeah. And I kind of wonder if that is a product of what you said of, you know, he has a really good connection with Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's been having a fantastic year uh, from a statistical standpoint uh, with 28 catches for 320 and a touchdown. So he's been looking great and, I think he's connecting well, really well with T. Higgins. Yeah, I think that backs up my theory about A.J. Green being, you know, mostly a deep threat receiver. Tyler Boyd's always been, you know. Short yardage. Yeah, off the, the slants. Yeah, he does really well. And we talked about this, too, about him being really well in zone. Like, he can do really well in zone coverages. So, yeah, I think I think A.J. just needs more time with Burrow. I, I'm not – like, a lot of people think we should just cut him or put yeah, him on stupid. the bench. And I just yeah. don't understand that when he's still drawing the, the number one corner and double teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still I a threat. Mean, every game he's done that so far. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely don't bench him. Definitely don't cut him. Uh, I, I doubt they'll bring him back next year. But uh, either way, you got to keep him on the field. Uh, run game. Let's go a little bit deeper into that. What do you think about overall run game? Uh, pretty good. Um, our line was able to hold up in the run game. Um, that's the thing that you know all the coaches were talking about. Um, Bobby Hart being useful as in the run game. Um, having Sample out there as a tight end is really good in the run run blocking category too. So um, we were just able to get our blocks off and. Yeah. Like I said, the Jags just don't have a very good defensive line, and they've been getting ripped apart all all year so far. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought that they were getting a lot of good push. And the second touchdown, the second rushing touchdown that Mixon had was off of a third-and-one draw play 
which every time the entire year we've been running draw plays, they always get stuffed. But this was the first time they've actually like gotten push off that play. So it was nice to see that actually succeed because he, you know, they he may have scored on that if they were, you know, taking that handoff at the other twenty five yard line because that was right down the middle of the field. Yep. So yeah, I agree. They, they got good push. I thought the play design was great because if you're doing a lot of reverses and you're doing a lot of they did a lot of pitches too. Like let's not forget about that. They weren't just the previous games, there was a lot of run-up-the-middle, run-up-the-middle pass kind of deal. Uh, but this game, they did a lot of they did a lot of sweeps. They did a lot of outside pitches and runs, uh, maybe a, a couple stretches or two. Yeah, so and we're I really, like, opening up the field. Yeah, and I think that's what we, what we got to do with Mixon right now because our, our line just can't, can't block very well. So getting him out there where he doesn't have to rely on the line is, uh, is going to be better for us. Yeah. Uh, really, Mixon, for both of our uh, running backs. Yeah, Mixon is at his best when he's in space. So if they can get him uh, on the outside, I think he'll be better off uh, overall. So I think, you know, overall offense was good. They put up uh, 33 points. Uh, The offense looked efficient. Well, I I will say Burrow is still, I think, throwing too much. Um, I think he needs to throw less, and we need to start opening up our deep pass game. Uh, 300 yards on 36 attempts is, is not great. Yeah, I mean, what's what, I mean, what's the what would you say is a good like number of pass attempts for him in a game? Well, I, I would just think if somebody's throwing like 36 times a game, you're gonna get like you know 350 to maybe 400 yards a game um, and more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but. But also, I, I got to say, the line did play a lot better. And um, looks like Alex Redman was was a big help in the run game. Yeah, uh, and you were ripping on of, him. Well, he is terrible in the pass game. And there, <laughs> that hasn't changed. But he, he's basically, you know, if you need somebody to go out there and hit somebody, he, he can do that. That's funny because um, last he, week, I, you know, I, I ripped on Carl Lawson about being bad. And he played great. And that, and then last week, you were, or the week, I guess it was two weeks ago. And then last week, you were ripping on Redman. And he had a good game. So, uh, he, you just he need to rip on players. He had an okay game, I would say. Okay, okay um, game. Close enough. He, we'll take an he, okay he game. He had the, I think he had he had a foul too, didn't he? I want to say there was probably a penalty on his side. Yeah, he got flagged for something. I can't remember. Which, which I want to make a quick comment about penalties. I do appreciate uh, – uh, the one thing I do re- really like about Zach Taylor's overall feel of the team is that they don't commit a whole lot of penalties on the offense or defensive side. Uh, not like the Marvin Lewis era. They definitely have eliminated the unnecessary roughness bullshit calls. Uh, there seems to be less holding and less false starts. So I will say that is something super positive that he has brought to the team. The Jacksonville Jaguars offense isn't anything spectacular. They're not the Green Bay Packers or the Seahawks or the, you know, even the uh, like Saints or Buccaneers. But they Garner, Garner Mishu still put up 350 yards passing on us. And it wasn't short throws either. They had a lot of big throws. I mean, a lot of that came in, came at the end of the, the, the half, before right. the half, and also in the, you know, after they're down big, we kind of let them get a, a, a lot of long A lot catches. of prevent defense, yeah. Uh, I thought, well, what sucked, what really sucked about this game was, you know, they score. Yeah, so they get the touchdown throw about a minute left in the half. With no timeouts, they were able to get the ball down to, like, the two-yard line with no timeouts. And it was like, like, 
it was like reminding me of the defenses of like 2018 and 2019 where they were just like just giving up yards in massive chunks. I think this was basically a game of, you know, offense versus offense because both of our defenses aren't aren't very good. You know, Jesse Bates had a, a, a lot better game today. Yeah, He's like or, the, one of the highest rated uh, pro football focus safeties in the league. Yeah, yeah, on his on his pass pass defense grade. Um his his run defense is still a problem, but he did he did have a nice run stop in the uh in the game. Yeah, we pr- played pretty good and uh we got we got some pressure this time. Uh, I think we had three sacks overall. Yeah, three sacks. Um they actually held them to less than 100 yards rushing. Uh, I think for the first time all year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh James Robinson, who I think is a really good rookie. He looked he looked like he could bounce off of tackles and uh, make uh, good plays in the run game. Only held him to 75 yards. Well, he's only had one 100-yard rushing game, so. Still, uh, you know, he could have he could have blown up on us, but I thought they stopped the run pretty well. And maybe part of that is they shifted to just straight passing in most of the second half. Yeah, I mean, after the that third quarter, I mean, they were down big, so passed a lot. Yeah. Tackling. Still a problem. Oh yeah, big time. Our 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 linebackers are are struggling pretty much all around. Well, um, it's not even that. I just I'm rewatching a lot of the footage from the game. A lot of uh, even like Dunlap and Hubbard are missing easy tackles. Dunlap's having a pretty bad year, but yeah, I, I think the biggest problem is linebackers. Still, yeah, I I can't say any of them are playing particularly well. Yeah, it's like. Some of them come up with a big play, and then other times, you know, which, yeah, it's going to, like, they're going to, they're going to, they're not going to play perfect, and we can critique every single play, but at the end of the day, you know, they're professionals, they're there for a reason, but there's just some, I think, coachable mistakes that they can fix. Yeah, I think not having the preseason really hurt um, our rookie linebackers, because they're, they're playing horrible right now. All young guys too. Isn't Jordan Evans the only one? Oh no, uh, Bynes is. Bynes has been around the league for a couple of years, but he's not always on the field. They always switch those guys out. So we need to improve there. Von Bell has been okay. I thought um, that uh, you know, like, yeah, they gave up 300 yards passing, uh, but they are playing basically without two of their top three corners because Mackenzie Alexander was hurt in this game. He's supposed to be permanent nickel cornerback. Obviously, Trey Waynes is missing for most, presumably, the whole year. Every time, every time I feel like they say uh, he could come back, he's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's two of our big acquisitions this year, and mm-hmm. uh, Darius Phillips has struggled a lot on the outside. I think. Um, I, I, I think uh, Mackenzie Alexander's injury is probably not long term, but we won't know until they play next week. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, Brandon Wilson hasn't been that great either. I want to talk about officiating because I thought the officiating in this game was awful. Uh, I thought you typically don't see this kind of like one-sided officiating unless we're playing like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Usually those games are the ones where the flags come flying. But this one, it was like there was three or four hits on Burrow that all could have easily been personal fouls that they didn't call. You can even make the argument that the receiving touchdown that Joe Mixon had he was defenseless because he just put his feet on the ground and then he got whopped out of bounds. Um, then the two interceptions, or I guess one, the one interception that we had, and then 
well, what I thought was an interception on the other goal line uh, went the other way. Yeah, I, I think the league just needs to get more consistent with how they they call those those uh, excessive penalties. Some of like one of those was really egregious. When Burrow was on a rollout. I think I think he tried to draw the penalty, and maybe that's why they didn't give it to him, because he let go of that ball in like the very last second, took a big hit. It's like you're not gonna call that. Like that's still like whether or not like you didn't like that play design. That was that's you know that could have gone as a 15 yarder. Yeah, the thing that that mostly confuses me is on when you're t- um, when you tackle a QB, you can't put your weight on them. I, I, I've seen that consistently this year on on Burrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how they've been calling that on other quarterbacks, but um, I remember a few times in the, in the previous years we our defense have gotten has gotten flagged for that, and that, I think that's just a crazy rule, and I, I don't understand why they can't consistently flag that i think the rule i mean i don't mind the rule it's just yeah just keep it consistent uh but if we're gonna talk about consistency let's talk about the interceptions or i guess the, i should really clarify the one interception so i don't remember if it was the first half or first quarter or second quarter we were driving downfield uh we're at the one yard line it's a third down play burrow drops back to pass on a play action lifts it for sample samples the first person to get his hands on it brings it into his body uh, Jack's arms are Miles Jack, the I guess defensive end. His arms are there, and they roll over each other, and Miles Jack comes away with the ball, and they call that an interception. Uh, to me, if the if the wide receiver the receiver catches the ball, or if it's like a uh, tie up, the rule is that, you know it goes to the offense. But they called it an interception because he came away with the ball. I guess uh, I don't remember it too well, but from what I saw, it bounced off his helmet and into Miles Jack's arms as they were coming down. So they both had their hands on it, but. Um, I don't but think at, he actually had possession. But at the same time, on the other end, they're driving down. Garner Minshew throws a pass and it's the exact same play. Wide receiver gets the ball first. Defensive back is right there to grab the ball. They spin around. Defensive back comes up with the ball, but then they don't call that an interception. I don't remember that. That was late. Uh, that was the second as a two-yard pass. DJ Clark at the end of the. Six minute mark in the in the fourth quarter. Let so, me see if I could find that. Yeah, go look that up because it's the it's the exact same play, and it's you know it's one thing if you're talking different officiating crews at different times. Like no, these are the same crew on the same day. Like All there's right, no consistency. See. You you watch it and then what uh what quarter was this? This was in the fourth quarter. Um, the score at the time was sixteen to thirty. All right, here we go. Let's okay. see. Okay, see what happens. Yeah, I could, I could see that, but um, I, th- I think the argument would be that he, he caught the ball, got possession, crossed the line, and then yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Exactly. In, so that's why a, I think, yeah, obviously all scoring plays and turnovers are reviewable. To me, it's the same play. I know? think it's a little different if you catch the ball ahead of the touchdown, um, and you gain possession and cross the line. Because at that's that point, you the, can't rip it out of their hands because they've already yeah. crossed the line. Uh, yeah, and that's maybe the slight caveat in the ruling between why I think they should both be, like, this sh- you know, why I think the ruling should be consistent. That small caveat's probably the reason why they're not the same call. But it's hard to uh, tell from the angles and the yeah. speed we're watching it at, though. So. Either, either way, I thought that could have gone in our favor, but 
I just I thought that officiating crew heavily favored the Jaguars team. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Bullock too. He's he's played a lot better yeah. since uh, since that miss. I don't think he's missed anything yet, has he? Nope, been consistent and hit some big big Spot kicks. On. So sometimes it happens, like with our kickers, like they'll miss a they'll miss an easy shot and then they'll just go on a run, but they don't miss anything. Yeah, for a while, which is always nice. All right, uh, so I think that pretty much covers the current game. Let's move forward. Let's look ahead at Baltimore. Nick, what do you think is going to happen in Baltimore? Well, first, we still have, it looks like Geno's out. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander is going to be out. Wilson out. Uh, oh, Wilson's out? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Darius Phillips didn't, um, I think he was limited. Uh, Jonah Williams was also limited. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, shouldn't be a problem from what I've seen. He's still practicing, so. Um, and then Lamar yeah, usually, Jackson. Usually those guys that are limited, uh, those guys usually play. But, yeah, Lamar Jackson didn't go to practice. Yeah, he was held out of, held out of practice. So that's uh, – uh, I think he's going to end up playing, but we'll see. They Do said they, it was precautionary. So. Oh, it was a knee injury? Okay. I heard, he, I heard somewhere yeah. that he didn't practice today, or he wasn't even on the field, so I didn't know. Well, first I heard it, he said he wasn't happy with the offense, and then he didn't show up the you know practice. I'm like, oh, is he like boycotting or something? That would be a great time right before <laughs> our game for him to not play. No, I think, uh, I mean, I think he has a valid concern. Uh, their past game hasn't been; uh, it wasn't that great uh, last week, right? Um, um, yeah, he. Well, going back, if you look at his numbers this year. Uh, 204 yards, 97, 193. So he's not tearing it up like he was last year. Uh, he's still moving the ball, and they're still winning, except for the you know uh, Kansas City game that got beat. He's definitely not playing like he was last year. I'm sure that'll all change this week. Yeah, I think this is a, a good opportunity for him to really fill up those stats. Um, he's still he's still a problem in the run game. I mean, I think he's their leading rusher right now. Yeah. Um, and that's that's going to cause us all kinds of problems. What does that say about the rest of their rushing though? If he's if he's their leading rusher, I mean, I think that's just that's just their offense. You know, mm. that's that's the offense they play. Let's see. Yeah, he is their leading rusher. I guess they have. I mean, they have a couple uh, different running backs. Um, J.K. Yeah, Dobbins used to go Ohio State. They're starting running back, uh, Mark Ingram. I do. Th- I do think it's funny when they line up in their like Heisman formation, and they have Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and Robert Griffin the third all on the field at once. <laughs> what do you think on like in terms of like the score and uh, what? What do you think the outcome's going to be? Uh, I think this one is going to be a blowout. Uh, I don't think we have much for them. Their offense is too good. Their defense is even better. I think. Um, we're gonna struggle to move the ball on them. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of tweak what you said because I think that their defense, I think their offense is better than their defense. Their defense is still pretty good, uh, but uh, they I think because they rush the ball, I think higher than most teams. I think they're second in the league in like uh, blitz plays. That's gonna give us a lot of trouble. And it usually has whenever we play the Ravens, uh, blitz pickups and uh, you know preventing pressure on the quarterback. So I think that uh, 
it's still going to be a lopsided victory for the Ravens, but I don't see uh, us having too much trouble moving the ball in general, but third downs are going to be a huge problem. Yeah. I mean, they're going to blitz on those third downs. Uh, hopefully we can get the ball uh, moving again. Maybe they can come up with some really good creative um, play designs, and that will help them out a lot. I mean, uh, the, the big problem is that the Ravens are really good at stopping the run. Yeah. Um, and our passing game requires the run. I just hope they don't resort to just straight running up the middle and they keep up with the pitch plays and the reverses and the uh, stretch runs and they, you know, spread the ball out throughout the field rather than just sticking, just running up the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We need more of that, um, those creative, creative plays. Yeah, I agree. Um, what do you think about us being at one, two, and one after four games? Um, that's better than I was expecting. Yeah, because really, if we win that, uh, if we win the Philadelphia game, we're two and two. There's no way we're going to win this division. Baltimore's three and one. The Steelers are three and zero. Oh, uh, Browns are three and one. I don't think we could compete for the division. But you know, if, if they get lucky, string together. A bunch of wins maybe i mean maybe i'm just being optimistic because they just won i'm riding off of that high <sighs> but maybe they you know they could get lucky the they're playing a, a now that we've seen what the other teams are looking like the nfc east looks like garbage we still got washington giants cowboys coming up uh the nf the afc south also looks very bad um, especially with the the best team, Tennessee Titans, uh, having all those COVID problems. Right. So I mean, they could they could theoretically get lucky, string together some nice wins, and maybe fight for a playoff. Maybe that half, you know, the tie game ends up working in their favor. Uh, just to be optimistic, you know, we need some optimism here after couple bad years yeah I, th- I think there's already a lot to be optimistic about even if we we don't do well this season uh yeah, i mean i'm long i'm long-term optimistic but short-term i'm thinking yeah maybe you know yeah I, i'm still not very optimistic about this season we, we still have a lot of problems and uh, every game has shown that we still have those problems well a friend of mine once said Hey, if Andy Dalton can leave us to the playoffs as a rookie, why can't Jover? So maybe that's not entirely out the door. Because our team is a lot worse this year than Absolutely. Andy Dalton's first year. <laughs> funny, funny story though. I'm looking at this right now. Our total like points allowed and points like given up are at 99 each. So we've basically given up the same number of points that we scored. All right. Do you have anything else you would like to talk about? Uh, I think that covers it for for this week. Just uh, let's. I think the next game is going to be a fun one though. All right. Well, there's nothing else to go over. Thank you very much for listening. You guys have a good rest of your day.